Welcome to Journeys of Teaching. I'm Aaron R. Gearhart. This week, we are exploring the journey of Mrs. Ruth Akers, a CTE resource teacher for Baltimore County Public Schools in Maryland. Ruth received her educational administration certification from McDaniel College in Westminster, Maryland. On the last episode, we heard Ruth's stories about her practical industry experiences in agriculture and engineering, and how they informed her eventual work as an educator and administrator. Today, we will hear her stories about how she was well-supported and mentored in her teacher education experiences, specifically by a mentor who empowered her as a pre-service teacher. You know, one of the things that... um Western Maryland had done the right before you really got into taking classes, you had to do a 40 hour practicum. Okay. And in that 40 hour practicum, you had to be in a school like all day with a teacher, working with the kids, doing whatever. Um, and you had to, it had to be documented days. So it's either a whole week or you had to spread it out over two weeks, but you needed that bulk of time to get to know the kids a little bit. And I thought that was one of the most valuable things. You didn't get credit for it. Like you didn't get a credit hour for doing it, but if you didn't do it, you didn't get through their program. So, um, I really, really, um, found that that was probably the place that I said, I really want to do this. This is what I want to do. I, I, I don't question it at all. Um, I really felt like I was doing something. Was it like the relationships you were forming with the students or were you able to do some teaching or like, what was it about the experience that confirmed it for all you? Of those, all of those things. All of it. Okay. Um, yeah. Because she, the, the teacher that I had really allowed me to, um, do some lessons, you know, That's awesome. you know, and I was trying to focus on science at the time. I didn't know about tech ed, by the way, tech ed engineering, didn't know anything about that stuff because mm-hmm. girls weren't allowed to take those classes when I was in school. I want to talk more about that in a second. Cause I was going to ask you about that being a female in that, but, um, it was a science classroom then or what? what yeah, it was a science classroom. Okay. And, um, see my animal thing that I do, um, sort of makes that really easy because you can, um, there's so much science involved with the animal world. And, um, so I could make those relationships with kids. I could show them pictures of my animals. I could show them a picture of this. Um, you know, if I had to do, I had to do a lesson, um, uh, a persuasive speech class. And I ended up using the, what I talked about in the college class, with these, um, middle school kids. And it was how to cut toenails on a dog. Well, and if you know how to do that on a dog, you can do it on the bird. So, um, so it was just one of those really strange things where it, it it seemed like my background and what I was doing matched. It just felt like a good, comfortable place. Yeah. You felt like there was a place for you in that work. Okay. That's cool. So once I finished the program and I actually finished, um, I didn't get a degree. So this was a certificate program because I'd already had my bachelor's degree. Sure. Um, And I took, I I signed the contract in August and I started right away. And one of the things that I, I really still remember is that when I walked into the class, the first students walked into my sixth grade science class they walked in and I had a plan and everything at the end of the day after teaching six or seven classes 
I felt like I'd been doing it for years. And I really, really believe that it was the teacher prep program that made me feel that way. That's so because, great because sometimes I hear the opposite. Oh, it's totally the opposite. So I'm, I'm so happy to hear you say, like, what, what did you feel made you feel so prepared? Like, what was it just like the the active lesson planning? Was it the content? Like that comfort, that's interesting to me. Well, I think they paired me up with some really good veteran teachers that you have were one really in particular that you remember that like sticks out to you. Like the teacher themselves? Yeah, the teachers that oh, you got to work with. My uh the high school um mentor that I had was phenomenal. I still contact him and he's retired. That's awesome. So what he did was he, you know, we um had he was teaching like um geology, which is not my thing. Don't know a thing about it. So I had to learn that way. And keep in mind, it's not your subject. So you have to do more. And when you're a teacher, you're called to teach things that are not your thing. Yeah. So so this was just, it was reality. I mean, so you just put me right in there. So I got five classes of that. And then he says, I need you to work with this biology teacher. Okay. I work with her. I taught one of her sections. And then um, I did a little bit of um, physics. And it was, and on top of that, he had a class of developmentally and physically disabled students that he taught geology to. Wow. So here I get, I think about it. You get the broad spectrum of learning and teaching opportunities that I never even thought about. Didn't, it hadn't really occurred to me, but you know, when, when we were working with the, the kids that can hardly hold anything, he's got rocks there and he's, he's doing a sorting lesson. So we learn how, you know, you have to meet the kids where they are. Yeah. Well, that was phenomenal because my first teaching experience, I ended up, once I ended up in tech ed, uh, I had an entire class, 40 students that were like that. And it didn't stress me out to this day. It's one of my favorite Um, You know, I loved having them. I loved having them all year long, all the time. And it's because that teacher gave me an opportunity to work with kids that I had. I never would have thought about how how do you teach them or what do you teach them? So that was so helpful. The biology teacher hated her job, hated it. So this was a great experience for me because half of the people, sadly, maybe not half, but a good group of teachers out there don't enjoy what they're doing for a variety of reasons. And I I think teacher attrition, you're going to see that uptick after the school year, just based on how hard it's been too. Yes. Yes. So, but this lady never should have been into teaching. I'm just like, you don't like kids. Um, But she did it because she wanted to be on the same schedule with her kids. And she thought she could be out of school in the summer. So literally, I mean, once she knew I was there, she walked out, she was gone. She was totally gone. I mean, wow. and I had to teach um, evolution. And so um, I, I really love teaching something like that because I was able to really um, bring kids in from their different backgrounds. It was in a school district where they did have um, different cultural backgrounds in the school. So I, I made sure that we covered a lesson where the students were able to bring their background to the classroom and talk about this as theories or why people believe these things. Because, you know, we had students who said, people don't believe that. I mean, who in the world would believe that, you know, um, 
whether it's the big bang or it's the deity or whatever, they would argue over, oh, well, because that's not their background, but they needed to see that cultures all over the world had some theory about it. Yeah. And, and, you know, what did they base it on? And it was, I thought it was a great opportunity to really show these students that, you know, just because you didn't, you know, grow up this way, doesn't mean that the person next to you doesn't have an idea about how it should happen or yeah. how it did happen. Um, and we were able to talk about theory because that was a sensitive to this day. It's still a sensitive topic because you'd never know who's in your classroom and what the parents are going to say about you covering the topic. It seems like more than ever, science is very political also yes. on top of that. And so, and so cool you don't want to bring religion into it because then yeah. that just makes it worse. You just but want, the reality, yeah. It's cool to hear that you were bringing that perspective back then too, like that this is the scientific fact, but we also have to understand people have beliefs and right. how do we negotiate that, but do it in a way where we're not chopping each other down, which is what you see happen. Exactly. So that, um, that's really, that's a cool story to hear. So this was, so all of this experience happened because this one mentor teacher gave me multiple opportunities to be around students that were not your typical class. And he didn't do things for me. He says, this is how I might plan it, but you can do whatever you want. She had some autonomy in the matter. Oh yes. Oh yes. To this day, he, he even later on after I finally was teaching, he's like, you know, you have to work on your admin. I'm like, yeah, not my thing. He says, yeah, but you'll need it for, you'll need it for something. (laughs) (laughs) He he saw that before you did. Oh yeah. You know, it was not my intention. As I have mentioned before on this podcast, teaching is often viewed as a solitary or isolated endeavor in that one adult designs and implements instruction in a single classroom space for his, her, or their students chugging along over weeks, months, and years. In reality, we all need people to rely on for support, guidance, mentorship, and sometimes even venting. Ruth had, and still has, such a person in her professional life, among others she will share about on the next episode of Journeys of Teaching. You can follow Ruth on Twitter at Rakers, R-E-A. That's at R-A-K-E-R-S, capital R, capital E, capital A. My contact information is in the episode description. This is Journeys of Teaching. I am Aaron R. Gearhart, and thank you for listening. Thank you.